Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Uh, today we're talking about something quite interesting and that is architectural styles. Um, so I'm going to show you the different architectural styles through history or the main ones that people kind of generally know, unless you're an architecture expert. Um, I'm going to show you what they look like, talk a little bit about them, and hopefully make it easier for you to identify these buildings and know what the name of that style is in English. Um, hello in the chat. Hello Anna. Hello Kate, Felipe, Valerie. Uh, now what's a bit difficult is a lot of these styles have names in another language, so I will hopefully show you how to pronounce them in English. Um, so we'll start with one of the earlier architecture styles, and this is classical architecture. Classical architecture. Now this goes back sort of to the Romans and the Greeks, and is famous for its big, strong pillars and open shapes. Um, so very very famous. If you go to ancient, uh, if you go to Greece, if you go to Rome, uh, you will still be able to see many classical buildings. We call these classical buildings uh, because they come from the classic era, I guess. Or um, when we talk about classics, we are talking about ancient Rome and Greece classics. Um, Good to see you. Hello, Michaela. Hello, Arroyo. Daniele. Hello, Licia. Welcome. Uh, so, some famous examples of classical architecture are, of course, the Parthenon in Athens or the Temple of Zeus, also in Athens. So, the Parthenon is a very famous example of classical architecture. Uh, big columns and pillars. That's how you recognise it. Big columns and pillars, and it has that sort of Greek look. Uh, ah, very good. Also, Persepolis in Iran, says Samaye. So, Persepolis is another example of fantastic classical architecture. Um, let's move on a little bit to Gothic architecture. Gothic architecture. And this was sort of in Europe, in the Middle Ages, uh, until, really until the 19th century, so for a long time they were building Gothic buildings. Um, so famous Gothic buildings include Notre Dame of Paris, uh, the Milan Cathedral or Duomo, um, the Duomo in Milan, um, or the Cologne Cathedral in Cologne in Germany. Um, so these, of course, are Gothic buildings, and you can recognise Gothic buildings. They have this sort of um, these sort of interesting details and stained glass windows. Um, typical, think Notre Dame of Paris. The big round windows, um, the kind of details on the corners of the buildings. Um, they end up having a sort of like spiky look, I think. Uh, so, yes, buildings like these, the Duomo in Milan, absolutely classic. Gothic architecture, uh, or Cologne Cathedral, very good. Let's move a bit later to Baroque 
architecture, Baroque architecture. So this is the 16th and 17th century, and I always associate this architectural style with sort of, if you think like Louis XIV, Marie Antoinette, sort of big powdered wigs and big frilly outfits, and you can sort of see that in the architecture as well. Um, because it takes elements of classic architecture in a way, but it makes it more elaborate, more frilly in a way. Um, so we've got things like the Karlskirche in Vienna, uh, the Karlskirche in Vienna, or St. Paul's Cathedral in London, St. Paul's Cathedral in London. So if you can see, it's sort of moved away from the Gothic, super intricate stuff, uh, but it still has this kind of frilly and light feeling, I think. Um, and that kind of moves towards neoclassical architecture, neoclassical architecture, which was built very, very heavily in the 18th and 19th centuries. So obviously it borrows ideas from classical architecture with the big columns, um, but obviously it was built much later and so incorporates other architecture ideas, things like the domes and uh, things that you found more in Baroque architecture. Uh, so neoclassical, we call this. Um, and famous examples of neoclassical architecture are the Capitol in Washington DC in America. The Capitol, uh, this is the United States Congress building. Uh, there's Helsinki Cathedral in Helsinki uh, in Finland. So you can see the big columns, the obvious like influence from Greek and Roman architecture, but of course with a 18th century twist. And the Altus Museum in Berlin, the Altus Museum in Berlin, um, where you can see the pillars, the kind of strong classical square shape. Um, and so really it's surprising because a lot of these buildings are in Northern Europe uh, and the United States. Uh, so really not much to do with actual ancient Greece or Rome. Um, but it was a time period where people looked at ancient Greece and ancient Rome as a sort of very important and um, sort of pinnacle almost of civilization. So the Altus Museum in Berlin. Um, let's move down a little bit later down the line um, to industrial buildings, industrial buildings. Now these are still built today in a different style, but they started in the Industrial Revolution, um, which is the sort of mid-19th century, uh, started in Great Britain and spread across Europe very quickly and the Americas. Um, and so industrial buildings often made with bricks. Now what I love, I particularly love industrial buildings. Um, and what I love about them is that these are functional buildings, they're built for a purpose, whether it's factories or breweries where you make beer or um, warehouses, but they still took pride in the look of the buildings in the, eight, in the 19th century and early 20th century. So this is the Speicherstadt in Hamburg, the Speicherstadt in Hamburg, 
And I love this building uh, or this area. It's an area in Hamburg that is very, very interesting. But then there are other interesting ones such as Battersea Power Station in London. Ah, so interesting. We're having disagreement in the chat. Daniele says the worst began with the industrial, uh, but Natalie agrees and likes industrial buildings. So obviously you can get really ugly industrial buildings, but also there are examples of beautiful ones. So I love this first example, which is the Speicherstadt in um, Hamburg, uh, where they took a real pride in the industrial building. So I love the way this looks. Um, let me know in the chat if you agree, um, but I think these are really nice. So the Speicherstadt in Hamburg, or Battersea Power Station in London, which is now a really vibrant, interesting area. Um, we also have Art Nouveau architecture, and it's important to say, we sort of say it the same way that the French say it, but with an English accent. So we don't say the T, we don't say Art Nouveau, we say Art Nouveau architecture, uh, and we make it sound a bit French in that sense. So Art Nouveau architecture. And this was sort of in the late 19th, early 20th century. Um, and as you can see, Art Nouveau buildings have a lot of detail on the front. Um, nice big windows, but a lot of detail around them. Um, so a famous example is Casa Batlo in Barcelona, and Gaudi architecture in general, buildings by Gaudi, um, but the Casa Batlo in Barcelona, beautiful, beautiful building. Um, Park Güell as well in Barcelona, I guess would count uh, as Arnivo. Uh, and you can see the kind of deep, like the big, again, big windows, but like the very, very intricate detail around the windows. And then I also recommend the Art Nouveau district in Riga. It's a whole area in Riga, which is in Latvia, um, with these very colourful, very, very carefully designed Art Nouveau buildings. So I really like um, Art Nouveau. Um, it's not my personal favourite, but like to live in an Art Nouveau city, I don't know if it's for me, but I do enjoy seeing Art Nouveau buildings. They're very, very elaborate, very fancy, very interesting. So after Art Nouveau came Art Deco, Art Deco. Uh, and that's the same thing in uh, where we don't really say the T, Art Deco. Uh, and this was sort of very, very prominent in the 20s and the 30s, uh, the 20s and the 30s. Um, and so, as you can see, we're moving into a more modern era of architecture with Art Deco. Um, so there's still a little bit of fanciness from the Art Nouveau, but really it's starting to simplify a bit. Um, we've got things like the Chrysler Building in New York. The Chrysler Building in New York, which is a very tall uh, skyscraper but it's got a very Art Deco top to it. Anything that makes you think of the 20s, that sort of look, that style, is very, very tied in with Art Deco. So you can see that top of that Chrysler building has that sort of Art Deco-y design. Um, there's the Hoover Building in London. The Hoover Building in London, which is kind of low, has that sort of big 
Art Deco windows, but with the, the, the sort of lots of frames in the window. That's very typical of Art Deco. Um, and then in Miami, uh, on South Beach in Miami, uh, in Florida, there is the Art Deco Historic District, where you get lots of Art Deco buildings all together. Now, I really like this style. Um, I'm a big fan of Art Deco. And it sort of ties in with our next style, which is Bauhaus. Bauhaus. Uh, and this is a style that came about in Germany in the early 20th century, so the 20s, uh, the 10s and the 20s, Bauhaus style architecture. Uh, and really, this is the start of what we see as modern architecture now. So here's some examples of Bauhaus architecture, things like the Korn House in Dessau. Um, and with, with Bauhaus architecture, you want to look at look for geometric shapes. So they have often circles and squares and triangles. So here we've got a nice circular building. Um, there's the Shell House in Berlin. The Shell House in Berlin, where you can see these sort of nice triangular shapes. Um, and they're famous for their geometric forms. And of course you have the actual Bauhaus buildings in Weimar in Germany. Um, nice big windows, squares, rectangles. Um, it's a real change from what was before. So Bauhaus, I would love to live in a Bauhaus house. My dream would be <laughs> to live in a Bauhaus house. Um, so the Korn House Dessau. Ah, the Shell, Daniele likes the Shell House in Berlin. Yeah, the Shell, Shell House is beautiful. Very, very interesting architecture, very important architecture. So we're looking for geometric forms in Bauhaus architecture. Geometric forms, circles, triangles, and squares. Geometric forms. Now, out of Bauhaus, the modern style of architecture developed. Modern architecture. And this was in the middle of the 20th century. Um, for me, I always think of like Los Angeles mansions when I think of modern architecture. It's this sort of white, like clean, lots of squares, pillars, big glass windows. Um, things like the Guggenheim Museum in New York, that is a, an incredible bit of modern architecture. The Guggenheim Museum in New York, I love that building. Um, really, really interesting. And you see these sort of clean white lines, smooth and square in the same building, big and bright. Or, of course, the Sydney Opera House is modern architecture. Um, the Sydney Opera House uh, in Sydney, Australia. Uh, Daniele, rich people have houses like this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big modern mansions in Beverly Hills. <laughs> But you have to be really, really rich to have them. Um, but I like them. Oh, one day. One day. Uh, the Sydney Opera House in Sydney. Now, our next style is a bit controversial because some people really like it and some people really don't like it. Um, but it's having a bit of a comeback in popularity. And these are the buildings from the 50s and 60s 
and they are called brutalist buildings, brutalist architecture. So I think, I think that might be the National Theatre in London, in that building. Um, and absolutely, brutalist buildings are controversial because a lot of people don't like them. And I have to say, when they get dirty, they look horrible. Um, they're only nice if you keep them clean. Um, so, brutalist buildings, it's sort of open concrete, square shapes. Brutal, they look a bit brutal, it's a very, like, strong look for a building. So, famous examples are the Barbican Centre in London, which I really like. I like the Barbican Centre in London. Beautiful, beautiful building. Um, or another famous one, Habitat 67 in Montreal, in Canada. Um, and this is also a nice one. This is a nice one, but there are lots of really ugly, brutalist buildings. If they're not kept clean, they look terrible. Uh, yes, exactly, Yosemite, like the USSR. Uh, we say USSR in English. Um, or there's a lot of it where I live in East Berlin. <laughs> um, brutalist architecture, it can be great, but it can be horrid. Um, it's that sort of brown concrete, which is a bit dirty looking. And then finally we move to contemporary architecture. Uh, contemporary architecture, um, where it's sort of moving away from the sort of clean whiteness of modernism. We now have technology to be able to do interesting shapes with buildings, sort of smooth curved lines, steel, glass, lots of technology coming into the buildings. So examples are things like the BMW world in Munich, and as you can see it's those kind of twisted shapes, um, or the Louis Vuitton foundation in Paris. That's an amazing building. I would love to see that. I've never seen that building, but it looks incredible. It's a museum in, uh, in Paris, the Louis Vuitton Foundation. And this would be seen as contemporary architecture. So often, like I say, instead of the kind of square or geometric stuff of modern architecture, they sort of twist things a bit and incorporate a lot of glass, um, a lot of concrete. Uh, Michaela says gruesome. I guess for I'm guessing that's for the brutalist architecture. Brutalist architecture can be pretty, pretty ugly. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. Uh, it can be pretty strong. Um, so let's look at all of our styles again. We had classical architecture. Classical architecture. Think ancient Greece, ancient Rome. Um, we had Gothic architecture. Gothic, think of like the Middle Ages in Europe, um, Notre Dame de Paris. Uh, Gothic architecture with our beautiful spires and details and statues. Very, very interesting. Uh, we have Baroque architecture. Baroque, where things start to be a bit sort of frilly and a bit, um, you know, lots of detail, a bit lighter than Gothic architecture, a bit more romantic, I think. Gothic can be a bit strong, whereas Baroque is a bit more kind of frilly and fancy. Um, then we have neoclassical, neoclassical, where they take inspiration 
um, from ancient Greece, ancient Rome, to create a sort of new version of it, a new version of classical architecture, neoclassical. Uh, we had industrial buildings, which started in the Industrial Revolution. They still get built today. Quite often they're not beautiful, but the beautiful ones can be extra, extra beautiful. Like this picture here, I just think is amazing. I love the industrial, like cared for industrial buildings, I think are really cool. Uh, we had Art Nouveau, Art Nouveau, uh, where we have our nice big windows, but lots of detail, lots of, um, lots of sort of things stuck to the front of the building, statues and stucco and all of that. Um, we had Art Deco, Art Deco, when things start to get a bit more simple, a bit more, a bit more clean. I don't think, I always think of like Art Deco as like airplane, uh, like airports and you know, when the world started being more connected in a way. Um, very, very nice, Art Deco. Uh, of course, we have very, very important uh, Bauhaus architecture, Bauhaus architecture, which I really like, um, and Bauhaus turned into modern architecture, uh, modern architecture, with your nice sort of rich people mansion, clean, clean lines and clean white buildings. Uh, then we have the less beautiful uh, brutalist period uh, in the 50s and 60s, lots of brutal buildings. Oof. I mean, that one, I, I like it, but if a whole city looks like that, I think for me, it's a whole city in brutalist architecture, I don't think would be nice. But like the odd building, sure. Um, and then we have, we move into contemporary architecture. Yes, Michaela, it's crazy what people can build now. Um, really, really amazing. Um, Bodook, uh, almost like SpongeBob, SpongeBob living in a pineapple. <laughs> it's true, like modern buildings, they are getting more, I think, more fruit shaped, more interesting shapes and things. Uh, Caroline, so Roman architecture falls into classical. I would say. So we say classical for sort of Roman style stuff. We call it classical architecture and that's Greece and Rome, ancient Greece and ancient Rome, uh, with your big strong pillars, uh, classical architecture. So everyone, thank you um, so much for watching today's stream. Um, I hope you learnt about different architecture styles in ink and what we call them in English. Of course, there are many, many more than this, there are thousands of architecture styles, but I just chose the ones where people really can say, you know, in conversation, oh, it was a nice Art Deco building, or oh, it was a nice industrial building, or oh, it was a brutalist building. These are the ones that people kind of use in everyday language, um, whereas something like Rococo or like Tudor, or, you know, these, those are a bit more obscure. Um, but really when you say a classical building, people know what we're talking about. Um, Daniele says Roman is the best. <laughs> Roman architecture is amazing, absolutely. Um, and Michaela, nice that I could be there live today. Oh, I was glad that you were there live as well. 
Thank you all for watching, everyone. It's always great to talk about these things, and I'm glad you enjoyed learning a little bit about architecture. I look forward to seeing you all very, very soon, and I'll see you on the next stream. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.